one Nash icon, Picayune New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Pull Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show, the first of the new year, here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app available for you anywhere in the world to hear to listen in. We'd love for you to do so, and obviously we appreciate you listening in and being with us and supporting what we do as our sponsors do. We want to remind you that you can get us via Alexa at home. If you can't get radio, just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. Podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast to check out what you missed. You can also email us at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or you can call the show. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Sean Payton won't be back. Dennis Allen will be back. The Pelicans still competing well. College basketball couple of undefeated women's teams to talk about. High school sports always. Of course, the NFL playoffs extensively. We'll talk about that. Where are the Saints right now as well? We'll get into that. Transfer portal, you bet. All of that on the table and more, whatever you like to discuss. 504-260-1061. Ed Daniels, sports director of WTNO, WNOL, of CrescentCitySports.com of Nash Icon 1061 FM and the Clarion Herald joining us now. Good morning, Ed. Kenny, how are you? I'm doing fine. 
nice to be here, nice to be back, nice to be talking, and nice to have a beautiful day. So we're good to roll. No complaints, man. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, New Year's, and everything else with your family. Yep, and last night we celebrated the national holiday. Yes. My wife's birthday. Incredible. The greatest, the greatest day of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well, boy, you scoring points here this morning. So. <laughs> Way to go, so, man. But yeah, the, I got look, like, it is, it's the greatest day of the year. I mean, it's I my you. wife's birthday. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a better day, personally. Well, I got one of those in three days with our anniversary, so there it's all go. good. So yeah, yeah. Play that up. I mean, who's counting thirty-seven? But it's okay. So uh, cool. All good. So yeah, really nice stuff. Of course, as I mentioned, there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about here today. And you know, before we get into the Saints, Pelicans, and stuff extensively, transfer portal by LSU announcing you know three. We knew about two, the cornerbacks, but then they get the transfer from Texas as an edge rusher who originally had gone to Notre Dame with Brian Kelly. And, of course, everybody, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people up in arms about the Walker-Howard situation. Best previously, foregone conclusion that Howard will go to TCU, but maybe not. Stay tuned where that's concerned. So LSU's got 10 transfers coming in. They signed 25. Every year you're going to lose guys. It's attrition. And mm -hmm. I like Besh, and I like Howard. But, frankly, LSU can withstand both without any real major problems. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind... Garrett Nussmeyer is staying, and they've sold him on that. And I'm sure what mm -hmm. they've sold him on is he's going to have a chance to compete for the job next year, and he's going to play some, and that he'll be the guy after that. I'm sure that's what they sold him on. And he's a great arm talent. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then, of course, mm -hmm. you know, there's Ricky Collins coming in next year from Woodlawn. And then in two years, Colin Hurley, who many people have as mm -hmm. a five-star quarterback. So mm -hmm. for everybody that's so concerned about the quarterback situation, uh, just take a take a pause, take a deep breath. It's okay. Right. And, you know, one thing that I think people kind of maybe lose in all of this, too, is that, you know, Kenny, LSU is a premier program. Again, I, I, would, I would say that's a fair analogy. So um, when you look at their situation, they're never going to not have a quarterback because if they don't have a quarterback that they're comfortable with on their roster, they're going to be able to go out and get one. That's the nature of the transfer portal. I mean, look at all the guys who have been all over the place in the last, the last few years. I mean, Spencer Rattler left Oklahoma, went to South Carolina, and it had a very nice season. Of course, Caleb Williams left Oklahoma, went to USC, and won the Heisman. So, you know, if you're looking at Walker Howard's situation, he was basically going to go three years at the very least without playing. This year and two more years. Mm -hmm. 23 and 24. And I felt that, you know, I, I think he feels that he couldn't do that. So um, TCU's quarterback is leaving. I don't know what the situation is behind him. I don't know what they have on their depth chart. But I'm sure that that is a major consideration with the fact that Max Duggan is not going to be there anymore. And he has a chance to go in and perhaps, you know, compete for a starting job and play right away. Yeah, I just think about all these guys that transferred. Uh, I mean, Max Johnson, Dylan Gabriel, Cameron Ward, Spencer Rattler, Jackson Dart, you know, uh, Quinn Ewers. This past year, I'm talking about Keaton Slovis, Bo Nix, let's not forget him, right? So mm -hmm. you mentioned Williams. So, yeah, look, it, it's a continual process. And the quarterback position 
as much as any, is going to produce maybe the most transfers because that's the most important position, and that's where guys are the focal point where they want to play and have their team, so to speak, to be able to play. So you see it every year. Let's not lose sight of the fact that Georgia has won two consecutive national championships, and the guy quarterbacking their team was a walk-on, was told he can't play there, and left and went to junior college and came back, and the two guys they recruited over him both yeah. left. So, again, that's where you're at. Let's not forget that Alabama, in the midst of their 6 out of 12-year championship run, had a guy named you know, Jalen Hurts, right, you know, who was pretty good last time I checked, and he left mm-hmm. to go to yeah. Oklahoma. So this is going right. to continue so to happen, but I think it makes your point the top mm-hmm. programs are always mm-hmm. going to have a quarterback. If they don't have one, they'll get one mm-hmm. to transfer in. Yeah, you know, look, um, if you go back and, and think about the years 12, 13, I mean, before Mettenberger and after Mettenberger at LSU, when, 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 when the Tigers, you know, they, they had decent quarterbacks, but they didn't have really good ones. If they had the transfer portal, they would have been able to go out and get one of those guys. And, and they were unable to do that. And I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. But they are set up because, you know, they've got, they've got uh, Nussmeyer who's going to play some next year. You know he's going to play some. Sure he will. But then, but then he's going to be the quarterback – in 2024 he might be the quarterback in 2025 depending on what kind of season he has right and then you got then you got Hurley behind him and the one thing that I think people are uh, sleeping on I think Ricky Collins is really good and and he's very smooth and I was very impressed with him when I saw him uh, play in the playoffs he was not on a really good team but I I really I like Collins I think he's a good player now you know how it how that all of that affects him who knows but I, I just think it's going to be one of those situations where you're never going to be caught without a, without a quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Yes, and let's not forget T.J. Finley left, Mick Johnson left, now Walker Howard left. That's just going to be the reality of what we have now in college football. It is part of the deal. And, of course, at Tulane, they have all three right now. Whether they keep all three remains to be seen. That would, of course, be Michael Pratt, mm-hmm. Justin Ivietta, and Kai Horton. And mm-hmm. that's a real good quarterback room. The mm-hmm. chances of keeping Ivietta are, I think, pretty good because he's a hometown guy and he's been hurt mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Kai Horton is the guy that they like. And mm-hmm. whoever it is is probably thinking, I can be the guy the next year because Michael mm-hmm. Pratt is obviously coming back. And unlike at LSU, where they might play two guys. I don't think that's the case at Tulane. If Michael Pratt's healthy, he's the man. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that, um, you know, I mean, uh, I've asked people at Tulane, what about Horton? And they're curious about it, too, because it's it's pretty obvious that the guy has ability, Kenny. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you're looking at the situation. Look, Ibietta's sticking. He's a Tulane guy. He's not leaving. And I think Ibietta feels like he's going to be the guy at some point. And I think Horton you know, decidedly so. I mean, I think his confidence grew exponentially when he did what he did against Houston, throwing three touchdown passes in that victory. I think he's proven that he can play a little bit too. So, uh, you know, those things have a way of working themselves out. Who knows how it all turns out? Um, you know, I think, I think Ibietta will be throwing, uh, not, not during the spring, but certainly by the summer. And... Um, you know, he and Horton will fight it out for that backup job if Horton is here. Yeah, I think that's accurate, and I think it's a, 
it's a pretty good uh, indicator of what's come there. Good, good stuff there. So it uh, goes without saying. And, you know, very good scenario. Look, uh, Tulane has had some guys transfer in that were locals that had went somewhere else initially and then came mm-hmm. back, you know. Uh, of course, we know about uh, Clayton. We know about Robinson. And, and look, I think that's going to continue to happen for Tulane because it's a more attractive program now than it was just a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. locals that may have gone somewhere else now mm-hmm. might look at Tulane differently and say, this is a place where I can play, where I can be seen, where I can be successful with a program that has a chance to be successful. That might not well, have been the case as recently as two years ago. Well, especially, especially moving forward, if, if you make the 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. And, and when it, that's not implemented for next year. It's the year after, right? In the right. 2024? Yes. Right. So, uh, you know, all of a sudden, if you can, if, if you can, you know, if Tulane University can say, you know what, hey, we're, we're, we made the playoff last year. Mm-hmm. And with 12 teams, I, I think they have an excellent chance to be a ranked uh, group of five team because, um, you know, to me, they're going to be one of the better programs if not one of the best programs, I think one of the best programs in their league. So the American in the college RPI is ranked pretty high. So I think their champion is always going to have a chance to be able to do that. Of course, Princeton Pines, you know, coming in, he's a Baton Rouge native, uh, you know, Rudy Dyson, a Kentwood guy. I mean, Tulane had quite a few guys that came back. Patrick mm-hmm. Jenkins, of course, you know, uh, now coming, John Eric guy to, uh, so, I mean, Lawrence Keyes, I didn't mention, from 35, of course, you know, coming from Notre Dame. So, again, a whole bunch of guys that came in, uh, Monroe, mm-hmm. for, you know, from Nichols. So, again, mm-hmm. guys that come back to the New Orleans area f- from elsewhere because they see the opportunity to have success. So, transfer portal, it giveth and it taketh away. Uh, do we love the way it's structured? No. Is it freeform mm-hmm. guitar? Yes. Is mm-hmm. it a bit frustrating for fans to follow? Of course. Uh, Mm -hmm. At the same time, uh, it's Mm -hmm. here to stay one way or the other, and you have to be ready to play the game in terms of what your needs are, number one. And I think Mm -hmm. as Brian Kelly said, also, you know, the chemistry, what kind of person you're dealing with. I think he nailed it on that Mm -hmm. front. You know, you can bring in somebody, and they might have some talent, but they're clubhouse lawyer or or just not a great guy and disrupt everything significantly. And Mm -hmm. so you've got to be careful along those lines as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, look, um, if you look at the guys who, who really helped them this year, they had a ton of guys that helped them in the portal. Uh, Jaden Daniels was just one of them, and he was terrific. But Greg Brooks, a guy who's, you know, from this area, Joe Fouché, mm-hmm. all of those guys made really good plays. And I thought the, the, the idea of having a connection to the state, uh, Jarek Bernard Converse, who's from North Louisiana, uh, came in and helped them. All of these guys, Makai Gardner, uh, Kyron Lacey, you can go down the list. So, um, you know, all of those guys, I think, check the box of being good people. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, what, uh, that's what the head coach said he was looking for. Now, as far as needs, what have they done? They've really stacked and stocked up on defensive linemen. And, and that's a neat area for them. They're losing, they're losing, they, you know, they, the only guy I think played in the bowl game who was a starter for him was Makai Gardner, and he was a transfer. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you don't have Allie Gay. 
You don't have B.J. Ojolari. Those guys are both going to the NFL. Uh, you know, Mason Smith is coming off a major knee injury. You, you hope that he comes back and, and makes a complete recovery and is a terrific player. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that the transfer portal gives you is it gives you the opportunity to get experienced players on the defensive line and to help you right away. You don't have to have a period where maybe early in the season, at the very least, your defensive line is not very good uh, because you weren't, be, weren't able to dip into the portal. And the other thing about the portal, too, is, is that these guys who are defensive linemen, they, they, they know every depth chart of every school that they're considering. That's what the Internet has done. It's changed everything. So they don't have to have a coach tell them that there's an opportunity there. That's all they have to do is look and see that there is an opportunity there, and therefore they're coming. When you look at Tulane thus far, of course, Cam Wire transferring from LSU. East Ascension guy from Gonzalez. Tyler Grubbs, he's been a really good player at Louisiana Tech from Holy Cross, transferring into Tulane. And, of course, Dante Fleming, another coming from UL Lafayette from East St. John, coming home to Tulane. So, again, the local connections certainly showing up where Tulane is concerned. Well, sure. I mean, you know, and again, that's that's a that's a great thing, and uh, that's going to help them. And you know, and that you know, I kept hearing that the portal was the end of college football as we know it, and that certainly has not turned out to be the case. And I I don't have any problem with the portal. You know, I I think I think college football this year was great. All right, I think it was a great regular season of college football. Some of the bowl games. Uh, they were lackluster, and I think the portal has a lot to do with that. But as, as far as the game itself, I thought the game this year was very healthy. And I thought in most instances it was, it was more, more exciting than the NFL, where scoring is down, and I don't think the play in the NFL was, was that good this year. And I think college football was a more entertaining game this year. Looking at LSU's transfer portals, is Alexander – uh, coming from Southeastern, I from Southeastern LSU at cornerback, of course. Now, Aaron Anderson, we all know about from Ed Carr, from Alabama to LSU. Of course, you got J.K. Johnson from Ohio State, uh, the corner, coming to LSU. Uh, Jalen Lee transferring from Florida to LSU out of Live Oak High School, uh, in just outside of Baton Rouge, of course. Uh, Darian Chestnut from Syracuse to LSU, the cornerback. In addition to that, Braden Swinson from Oregon to LSU. Edge rusher, another guy, and uh, most recently, as mentioned, uh, Ovi Ogufo from Texas to LSU, who had been at Notre Dame initially with Brian Kelly. Also, Paris Shan, transferring from Arizona to LSU. That's the connection with Jaden Daniels, of course. So, pretty interesting, you know, to look at some of these guys that are coming in, you know, from uh, other entities as we speak. So, uh, a guy named Jordan Jefferson, good name, uh, 6'4", 300, defensive lineman, uh, coming from West Virginia to LSU. So just some uh, to mention there, and uh, we'll try mm -hmm. to keep score. That's all I can tell you as we go along because it's, it's kind of an ongoing scoreboard, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, hey, that's, that's the way it is. You know, you come in, you fill needs, you move on. And last year, the transfer portal was a huge part of their success. It's going to be hard to replicate that because you look at all the players they got from the transfer portal, and a lot of those guys were not high, very highly regarded. Now, Jaden Daniels was 
somewhat regarded, but I thought Makai Gardner had a very good year. And, um, you know, and then, and then Greg Brooks was terrific. Mm-hmm. And late in the season, Fouché made a lot of plays for them. Mm-hmm. So those, those, are, those are all great acquisitions. It's going to be hard to replicate that kind of success. But in the future, as they build their team and recruit, maybe they don't need to dip into the portal as much. But whenever there's a need, they're going to be active, and that's what they need to be doing. 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll get into Sean Payton, the Saints, the Pelicans, and much more when we return. Wanted to throw some, some plaudits to a couple of women's college basketball teams that have excelled. We'll do that next as we continue with more. It is the Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed, Rudy Dixon, our producer, back in a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at Nash FM 1061.com. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213579. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. For 16 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. And the Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at Caesar Superdome during the 2022 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Wednesday night, December 21st. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. 
If you want to save money and start the year right, Staples has you covered. I need everything to restock my business. File folders, break room supplies, even business cards. Staples has you covered with big savings on everything you need for your home or office. And now at Staples, rewards members get $30 back via Staples store bonus when they spend $100. That's $30 to use toward everything from ink to tech. Save big right now at Staples, the working and learning store. Rewards members only. Store bonus redeemable in-store only. Offer ends 121. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and oh, now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we march on this beautiful Saturday morning, it's 504-260-1061. Jack is in Riverbridge. Hey, Jack, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing fine. Good, buddy. Um, I just had a couple of questions for you. You know, y'all were talking about how the um, the play in the NFL wasn't very good this year, and, and I agree with you. Um, do you think that's because they really don't play guys in the preseason? And if so, do you think that maybe they'll play them a little more next year? Boy, that's uh, a really that's a really good uh, point sure. and question. I think it's a little bit of all of it. I think. The Players mm-hmm. Association and pandemic had a little bit to do with it. With the Players mm-hmm. Association, of course, uh, got some measures passed whereby the offseason is shorter in terms of players spending time on campus and spending time in organized workouts on a regular basis. Then uh, training camp itself, a little shorter. Then the preseason itself, a little shorter. Then the fact that primary players don't play anymore in the preseason. Yes, I think all of those factors contribute, and I do think that you, in some cases, not all, but in some cases, you see teams that peak later on in the season now, like midseason or late season, as compared to maybe coming out of the gate smoking, which we've seen previously. So I think all of that contributes, and then I think it just kind of runs in cycles as well in that defensive coordinators have caught up with some of the schemes, and they understand there's only so many route trees you can run there's only so many, you know, plays you can diagram and such. So I think all of that mm-hmm. has contributed to it. But, yes, I do think that your point is well taken, Ed. Well, I think the offseason rules have um, hurt, not helped the game, because I don't think players are, um, are in shape or certainly don't have the contact. They're not in, in regular season shape when a regular season starts. And I, I think that has contributed to injuries without a, without a doubt. Plus – I think there's another uh, part of it. If you look at the NFL in passing yards this year, the top 10 quarterbacks in passing yards, nine made, nine made the playoffs. And the one that didn't was Jared Goff of the, Ram, of the Lions, and they really should have made the playoffs. So if you look at, at I think there's such a huge disparity between the teams that have a quarterback and the teams that don't have a quarterback. I mean, the Saints don't have a bad roster. 
And Andy Dalton did not perform poorly. He performed, I would say, more than adequately in 14 games. 18 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, completed 66% of his passes. But he was not brought here to be the starter. He was brought here to be the backup. So there's a lot of teams that are in the Saints situation that are, are kind of in the middle. Carolina's one of them. That's why we had a 10-7 game last week. And um, I think that a shorter, a shorter offseason and the lack of production at the quarterback position is gigantic. And I think it's, it's, it's really hurt the game. And I do think that defensive coordinators have caught up with what a lot of guys are doing. But that's why I think part of the reason why the Eagles have been successful, because they do things a little differently. They have a guy who can run. Yeah, they do. Who can put pressure on the He can drop back and throw, but he also has the element of being able to run with the football. And that's what happens in the college game that doesn't happen that much in the NFL game. And that, that makes you far more dynamic on offense. So you've got a guy like Drew Brees who... Okay, you lost Ed there, but... Yeah, go ahead, Ed. You still with us, Ed? Go ahead. Okay, lost him. So Drew Brees, what he was saying is, you have two different types of quarterbacks, obviously. And... When you look at Jackson, Lamar Jackson, where's he at right now? He's on the sideline, hurt. You look at Jalen Hurts right now, coming back from injury. You know, I, I think things have changed. The mobile quarterback makes a huge difference, but NFL coaches are going to have to figure out a way to utilize those guys without putting them in harm's way too much because careers will be shortened and you won't be able to sustain that over an incredibly long period of time. Uh, Josh Allen does it too, and these are some of the better guys, if not the best guys, in the league uh, that are mobile guys. I think the perfect example of what you're looking for, you know, is Patrick Mahomes. He is mobile. He can go and extend a play and make some yards running, but he's not going to run design plays, typically speaking, running the football. Russell Wilson, up until last year, was a similar guy. He made yards running the football, but he never got hurt much at all, uh, if at all, because he never ran design runs. I think in the league today, you've, you're at a point in time whereby if you run the football as a quarterback and you run it uh, as a planned type of attack, you're going to get hurt. Look, Taysom Hill was banged up. He was questionable. He missed a game, but then he was questionable several times, banged up, and he was only carrying it five to ten times a game. So NFL offensive coordinators are going to have to figure out how to use those guys. I think having mobility at quarterback is very important at the same time. I think it's more important to have a guy that's just a pure signal caller, a guy that can make all the throws, and a guy that understands defenses. And, you know, those guys, as Ed mentioned, you can count them on two hands maybe in this league right now. We're seeing a bunch of them playing in the playoffs right now. Trevor Lawrence is getting there. He's not there yet, but he's getting there. Justin Herbert, of course, we know him. Josh Allen, I mentioned. Joe Burrow, obviously. Patrick Mahomes, of course. You know, just go down the line. Geno Smith had a really good season this year. Breakout season wasn't expected, but he had it. You know, San Francisco, amazing with the third guy, with Brock Purdy doing what he's doing. We know about Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and he's hurt right now. But the point is that, you know, to get to this stage, you need that guy at that position uh, to be able to be successful. No question about it. Ken, um, I think Pat Mahomes is a unicorn. Because to me, maybe this is a stretch, but he reminds me of, of Pete Maravich. 
every time I watch him play, he does something I've never seen before. You know, it's I really think he's one of a kind. But look, the other question I had was this: yeah. of the of the of the jobs that are open, which ones do you think Sean Payton just wouldn't take? Yeah, I, I was going. We were going to get into that topic next, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in my opinion, I don't think you take any of them. I mean, I I don't know. Okay. What, I don't know what would attract you to any of those jobs right now. I mean, I don't know what would attract you to Houston, uh, Carolina. The Saints aren't going to let him go there anyway, okay? Uh, I don't think he'd be attracted to it regardless, but the Saints won't let him go there because they're a direct competitor, and they can control that. Also, Arizona. uh, Kyler Murray is hurt, and, you know, that's a problem. So if you really believe in him, you're going to have to wait on him and their best player receiver wants out. So why would you want to go there? Denver has new ownership and they're willing to spend a lot of money and, and do what it takes and such. But do you think that's already made roster? And do you want to go coach in altitude and in the cold weather and everything else? I mean, look to me where Peyton is concerned and we'll transition into it. I, I think that he still wants the jobs that are not available yet. Therefore, I'm not 100% certain he's going to coach next year. I think if he feels strongly that he can get the job he wants, and if that job happens to be, whether it's Dallas, whether it's the Chargers, whether it's Miami, or any of those, then I think he waits. Now, if one of those jobs opens up after this weekend, well, certainly I think he's coaching again next year. But right now, I'm not Sean Payton. Uh, you know, I mean, I never will be. Yeah, I thought it. <laughs> I kind of agree I, with I wouldn't, you. I wouldn't take those. I just wouldn't take those jobs that are open right now. I wouldn't. Well, like I said, I kind of agree with you. The only job that I would think, if I was him, the only job I would think about maybe is the Denver job, only if you think that you can get Russell Wilson back to playing like yeah. he was before. That's Because their defense is really good. They got weapons. They need some offensive line. But, you know, it, that's a pretty good team. But then you got to fight with Kansas City every year. So, and that, yeah. That's the only one I would even one, think two. about if I was him. Yeah, yeah, we got you, Ed. Bottom line is they, okay, they, they also got – yeah, we're with you, Ed. We hear you. But bottom line is they've also not only got Kansas City, but the Chargers are going to be around for a while too. So, I mean, again, uh, regardless of who coaches that team, whether it's Staley, Peyton, or anybody. So, yeah, it's a tough division. But, yeah, I think you're right. Of those four that I mentioned, Denver would be the only one I'd, I think I'd take a look at. But – yeah, and I know you're back with us. Where Peyton is concerned, well, what, I just here's I just what happens. I think it's one of the yeah. jobs that's not available right now. That's what I think. Right. What What happens if Dallas gets blown out Monday night? Yeah. Sure. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're in play. Right. Okay? They're in play. What happens if the Chargers uh, lose tonight? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think that's that's a um, a situation that's completely uh, tied down either. You know, and look, they could lose. They they lost to Jacksonville at home earlier this year, thirty-eight to ten. Now that was back in September. That was ten years ago, in 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 NFL terms. But mm-hmm. what happens if that happens? Then all of a sudden he's in Los Angeles, and he's got a young quarterback who's really good. And to me, that's the kind of situation that he would be looking for. Now, to me, of all the jobs that you've talked about, Kenny. I, I think Denver is the most intriguing because it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a great football town. 
They have they have ownership that clearly wants to win. You have Russell Wilson, who I think is still an asset. The problem you have in Seattle is you have no picks. I mean, in Denver, you traded them all to Seattle. Right. You don't have you don't you you, you traded two first round picks and two second round picks. So it could be a, it could be a tough slog for a while. So I don't really think that unless another I wouldn't go to Arizona. No, uh, I, you know, I, I wish he would go to Arizona because the Saints could could get themselves the third pick in the, the draft. High pick, exactly. Yeah, yes. they, they I mean, Arizona would be a great spot for him to go as mm-hmm. far as the Saints are concerned. And Denver would be, too, because he'd be in the AFC right. and you wouldn't be competing against him every year. So I think that's a place that you would certainly look at as well. But I, I think he's waiting to see what happens this weekend. And. You know, I, I I've I've often wondered what the what it would be like uh, with with Dallas and and uh, their ownership and Sean Payton under the same roof. The one thing I would say is that if Dallas loses this weekend, there's going to be enormous pressure on the Cowboys to get rid of Mike McCarthy. And if they know that Sean Payton is out there and he'll take the job, then uh, then I think that is something that would be uh, certainly possible. I do too, and doesn't matter what Jerry Jones said earlier this week. He does a weekly radio show. What else do you think he's going to say? He can't right. say he can't yeah. say he's not coming back. He can't say we'll evaluate because then you're sending a terrible message to your team ahead of a playoff game. So he said mm-hmm. the only thing he could say in that circumstance. So don't put any stock into that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm gonna get out, but look, I, I really agree with y'all about the Arizona thing. Because uh, Mike Greenberg was talking about this earlier, they really don't have a clue. They they um they extended the coach what eight months ago and then they right. fired him. Mm-hmm. And they fired um, him. You had to put you had to put it's it's not just that Colin Murray's injured. It, it's that you had to put in the contract that he actually had to do his job. You know, study film, mm-hmm. work on his craft, <laughs> and you gave him two hundred million dollars. That's right. crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's a problem there. A systemic problem, uh, an organizational problem that's clear as day. I'd avoid that one like the plague if I was Peyton. So, agreed 100%. Appreciate the call, Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Thanks as always. Call, you bet. Right, uh, 504-260-1061. Randy is in Chalmette. Hey, Randy, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the 3 Gator Show. Hey, guys. I know you guys watch a lot of college football. Um you think there's any way possible that Nick Saban goes in the next season with the quarterback room he has right now? Hmm. That's, that's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> I think he's I think he's on the lookout, and I mean I think he certainly mm-hmm. has a plan. I mean, look, it, it's not a fluke. Georgia is real, and he knows it. And mm-hmm. Georgia's in a lesser division of the conference, and he's going to have to deal with that on a regular basis now. And he just lost another coach who left for Ole Miss, by the way. So people are saying, is the dynasty over? I wouldn't say it's over, but I do think what you've seen is the attrition over time. And it's kind of like the Belichick thing in the NFL. At some point in time, you can withstand one loss, two losses, three losses of good coaches. But if you lose, you know, so many coaches, five, six, seven, eight, over an extended period of time, it's going to have an impact. And I think that's part of what we've seen at Alabama. And they certainly aren't second level. They're still top level, top tier mm-hmm. team, certainly top four or five in the country. So, mm-hmm. but then you got Georgia to deal with. And, and oh, by the way, LSU's not going anywhere. I think LSU's a national contender this coming season based on what I'm mm-hmm. looking at. 
And Tennessee has obviously raised the level of its program. It is a very good program, too, just looking at uh, the, the balance of power in the SEC. So I think Saban's in a situation where yeah, he's got a plan. He has to have a plan. I mean, look at what they've had. They had Jalen Hurts. They had Tua Tagovailoa. They had Mac Jones. They had Bryce Young. I mean, how do you not win with those guys, right, Ed? Mm-hmm. Well, look, um, you know, I, one of the things that I did, uh, Randy, when I, when I went to Alabama's practice before the Sugar Bowl is I watched a little of Bryce Young, but I know what he could do, all right? I watched Jalen Milrow, and, um, and he's obviously a, a dynam- dynamic runner. So if Milrow is your quarterback next year, then your offense is going to change. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot more read option and a lot more, um, lot more quarterback runs. That's going to be part of it. Now, is he a great passer? I don't think so. Could he turn into a great pra- passer? Yes, he could. But if Milrow is your quarterback next year, then you're going to have a decidedly different offense. And the one thing that happened at LSU this year is, for whatever reason, you know, in that Florida game, Jaden Daniels became a very effective passer. And he got a lot of confidence, and he just took off. Now, could that happen for Milrow? I, I guess it could. Uh, and that's one of the things that they're going to have to decide if, if they need to, um, you know, if they need to go out and find somebody or, or if, if he's the guy. And, and and guys, don't count out you freeze. He's calling Jimbo Fisher on everybody right now. Well, I mean, look, Auburn's Auburn's desperate, and I don't know if desperate is uh, is is the proper term, but they're certainly anxious, and they have they have not been very good. Uh, now they they've gotten some guys. Yes, they've signed a lot of three star players, though. If you check out uh, the guys that they've signed. They've signed a lot of three-star players, too. So, you Freeze is an excellent coach. And the one thing that you Freeze is going to be able to do is, and I think he's proven this, is he is going to develop the quarterback position. I think he's an excellent coach. I mean, you, Malik Willis, I think, I think you Freeze had something to do with that, don't you? Oh, without a doubt. Um, now, can he, can, can he win right now with what he has in the quarterback room? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Ashford at times was, was, was okay. Uh, is he the answer long-term? I don't think so. But, um, you know, look, I, I think that Auburn, I think Hugh Freeze is a good coach. He had some other issues going on that had nothing to do with coaching. If not, he would still be at Ole Miss, or he would be at some other uh, high-profile, power-five job. I think Hugh Freeze is an excellent coach. And – um, I can understand why Auburn was interested in him because I think he's very good. One more quick thing. And uh, with the transfer portal, is the life expectancy of a new coach like two years now? Hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, look, it depends on – at Auburn, it is, yeah. At places like that, it, I think it depends on the university. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, look, look at LSU's situation. You know, you could criticize other people, but, you know, look, look at LSU's situation. Ed Ogeron uh, won a championship, and two years later, he, 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 was, he was out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think when it comes to 
when it comes to college sports and when it comes to professional sports, you know, I think patience is something that disappeared a long time ago. Thanks, guys. Okay, buddy. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. Uh, we owe you a break at 504-260-1061. Kurt, you're up next. More of your calls as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie. And Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Dad, I don't feel good. <coughs> I'll grab the Vicks Day Cool Kids Honey. Isn't Day Cool just for parents? Actually, Vicks Day Cool Kids Honey is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honey-licious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Day Cool Kids Honey first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey, the kids' honey-licious, daytime coughing, congestion, stuffy head, stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6 plus. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. 
So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't vinyl, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. And right back to your calls as we check in with Kurt in New Orleans. Hey, Kurt, good morning and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. I have my my questions on my questions on Mickey Loomis, but I wanted to comment a little bit on what y'all talked about real quick. Um, you know, y'all mentioned Arizona and um, a couple of teams, but the Texans, who's interviewing him, uh, Sean Payton, um, you know, with a couple of draft picks that got high. You know, notwithstanding, understand um, Dallas and McCarthy, and, and it's obvious that that um, Dak's struggling right now. I don't know if he got hurt prior to the last game they were talking about or what, but. His playoff record isn't too good. His performance is in him. And that could certainly happen. But as far as the Texans, um, it's just interesting. I know they're a lower, lower, lower end team in some, in some ways, but they got the picks. I mean, I know it's kind of a ground zero situation in a way starting. You know, a couple of young guys, you know, I like their running back, you know, Damian and all. But um, mm-hmm. the other comment is on uh, Jacksonville. I think they beat. Um, I think they beat the Chargers handily. I, th- I think Mike Williams being out, that deep threat is out. I know they got Palmer and Keenan Allen, but I think that um, I think Herbert's off. I think he's just having an off year. You know, great talent, up and coming, third year, blah blah blah. I think he's been off this year, and I think it's going to show out. You know, I think Eckler's having a great year, but he's I, I don't know. I, I know he had some injuries but, with receiver Keenan yeah. Allen, but Kurt, let me ask you, Kurt, let me ask you this question, buddy. Would you would you agree that New Orleans is a small market NFL franchise? Absolutely. Okay. Now I know Absolutely. Houston's a major. I know Houston is a major metropolitan city, but do you yeah. think it's perceived as a large market NFL franchise? Not at all. Not at okay. All. So why would Sean <laughs> Payton go go to a place like that? Well, I know he's well. I know he's a control freak for one thing, and I don't know how much control he would have there. Well, I, I, I mean, but, have, I know he's not gonna have a whole lot in Dallas. You know, he's not gonna have right, a whole lot. Right, but of, you know, but yeah. but you gotta understand. I I think that I think that Peyton is going to a high profile job. Yeah, West right? Coast maybe too. Well, yeah. I know, but but for instance, let's just yeah. say the New York Giants were terrible this year. All right, and they made the playoffs. Brian Dable yeah. did a nice job. Yeah. They made the playoffs. Well, let's say the Giants were terrible this year. Well, yeah, to me, that's yeah. right up his alley. It's the Giants. Oh, yeah. It's oh, New York, and he's coached there before. Oh, so yeah. so oh, yeah. that's why, to me, yeah. even though I'd like him to take that job because of the, the draft pick bounty it would bring the Saints, that, yeah. to me, is why Arizona doesn't fit his profile. All right? I think he's, yeah. going, I think he's going to a certain franchise that he considers yeah. to have stature. Right. Hey, I want to call it, Ed. The Giants, I feel like they're going to go to the NFC Championship, probably lose. 
I just feel like the Giants are going to have a really, uh, you know, still have some run in them, you know. My question is on Mick. Hmm? My question is on Mick. My question is on Mickey Loomis, you know, and I'm listening uh-huh. to him last night and all. And then you brought up, and you just happened to bring up that about, you know, uh, you know, uh, a quarterback didn't do a bad job. Once they chose um, chose him over Winston, you know, decided to make that move. I mean, his, his numbers are, are decent. Our mm-hmm. defense certainly did a heck of a job. You know, every game, 10 points, 12 points, 14 points. I, I, you know, I don't know how much mm-hmm. more you could ask about defense this year with the injuries, with the secondary injuries all throughout. So it's like it's like an enigma. It's like it's an anomaly. It's like then why? You know, you listen to Loomis and and you know, Pro Bowl, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. We're going into our third year next year. That excuse only goes so long. And if you're not drafting a quarterback, if you're not even drafting and missing on a quarterback, you know, we're not, you know, so I, you know, you brought up a good point with the quarterback, and then our defense did well. So 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 was it coaching? You know, was it coaching? And, and who's grading Loomis? Who's evaluating Loomis, you know? Well, the one thing I, well, the one thing well, I will gonna, say. Go I'll answer that real yeah. quick. That, that's right. the owner. I mean the owner. Yeah. The yeah, owner yeah. and the Dennis Lauscher. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, one thing, the one thing I will say is this, Kurt. I, yeah. And I asked Dennis Allen this, uh, this question on Monday, and I believe yeah. this to be true. When you do not have a franchise quarterback, when a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback leaves, all right, yeah. it's extremely yeah. hard to sustain success. Yeah. Right, it's extremely hard, and a lot of people think you just pick up and you just start over again. Okay, and I don't oh, think yeah. anything—I don't think anything could be further from the truth. All right, and right. when I'm looking, when I'm looking at the Saints right now, is exactly what I thought would happen. <laughs> They'd yeah. hover around the 500 mark because they had yeah. pretty good players, but they right. didn't have a quarterback that could lead them to a higher level. Look. How smart yeah. is Bill Belichick? The smartest guy ever, right? Oh yeah. How smart is he? What 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 is the oh, Patriots' yeah. record the last three years? <laughs> yeah. It's right around five hundred. Am I right? Yeah. It's right like, around five. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. But I like the way they go in deep with a young guy who they draft, and and I think you do right. too. I think you make. I mean, we don't. We don't we're not going in. I don't know, man. You know, we ain't well, got the. You know, here's 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 what I think happens if the Saints. Yeah. If this, if Sean Payton takes a job, and the Saints think they can draft a quarterback based yeah. on what they get in compensation, yeah. <coughs> they'll head in that direction. If not, I think they'll be in the David Carr sweepstakes. I mean, I mean the Derek Carr sweepstakes. Yeah, look, Derek at Pitt, Carr. Look, look at Pittsburgh with Pickens after Roethlisberger. These better well, teams who, who know how to draft, they go in, they go in the draft and get a quarterback. And I guess we've just missed a lot. Um, well, you know, it's an interesting point because. Kenny Pickens was the pick after Trevor Penning. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an, that's it's a, yeah, it's that's an interesting great. point. And look, the Steelers yeah. went through that yeah. transition this year. That's right. They were 9-8, and eight, but at the end of the season, their, their young quarterback started to play a lot better. And I think that's, that's, that's fair. He started to play a lot better, wouldn't you say, Kenny? Yeah. Definitely. I just, yeah. feel like, I, just, I just feel like it's a coup. With Mickey, you know, I feel he's, he's been so comfortable, and we all like to be a com- feel comfortable in our jobs. But he's, you know, he was a great capologist, not a great personnel guy, and you know, it, it, I know Ireland's done a good job, but I just feel like he's just so comfortable, you know, when you're not looking over your shoulder, you know. I mean, through through you know uh, through Mr. Benson's uh, you know illness and stuff like that. I mean, he just kind of kind of sucked it up and took over and grabbed it, and you got Sean Payton, so that's easy. 
But now, you, you know, now you're going to see what he's about more, too, since Sean left. People don't want to talk about that either, you know, but I don't know. I appreciate it. Thank you all for letting me talk. Thank you, bro. Oh, no problem. It's our pleasure. Always appreciate right, the participation. I mean, look, it's a complex question, and there, there's more to discuss. We're going to do that about the Saints and more on Sean Payton, too. Before we get to break, I wanted to draw out plaudits to the Loyola women's basketball program, which you and I both featured this week, uh, WGNO and at CrescentCitySports.com, and also to the LSU women's program. Loyola's women are 15-0 and 0 now, eighth in the nation. Maybe should be higher. And they've won every game by double figures, every game. And they host Stillman today at noon at the Den. Loyola men won the national championship last year. It is not a stretch to say that the Loyola women have a chance to pull that off as well this season. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt, you know, and uh, that that'd be fantastic. You know, I've I've always been an advocate for them being a Division One program again, and I think that's the that's the way they should they should they should move. I think it would it would uh, it's something that at the very least, all right, at the very least they should entertain. Well, we both. And one of the things interest. one of the things that would help. That, that would help them, all right, that would help their enrollment is if they were a Division I team and let's say they made the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I, you know, look, I don't care what anyone says. Um, sports is the front porch in a lot of respects is to a college, a, a university, and, and in high school as well, mm-hmm. I think in some cases. Yes. And... Uh, when you don't have that element, that is something that can affect you positively that you don't have. Agreed. And obviously, we both have a vested interest having graduated from the school and having been there when there were no athletics at all. Men's program's doing a really good job this year, too, at Loyola. And then, of course, at LSU, where Kim Mulkey has her team now at 17-0 and and unbeaten in the SEC and dominating opponents. I mean, you look at the results they've had, I mentioned double-figure wins in every game for Loyola thus far this year. When you look at the LSU women, you know, ironically, the one team that played them within 10 points was Southeastern Louisiana. Played them to an eight-point game. Other than that, they've beaten everybody by double figures. To go to 17-0, and they've got Auburn tomorrow in Baton Rouge. They've got six games before they go to Columbia, South Carolina, and play on February 12th against the defending national champion Gamecocks, who are also undefeated. So that game, February 12th, Ed, could very well be between two undefeated basketball teams, right now mm-hmm. ranked number one and number five in the nation. Be fantastic. Great programs, great job by Kelly Kennedy and by Kim Mulkey at this point. We'll take a time out here, second hour, to begin more on Sean Payton. We'll get into the Saints extensively. We'll go into the NFL wildcard weekend, make our picks too, and the Pelicans. Big win last night. All of that to come with your calls, 504-260-1061. Back with our second hour in a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. Hey, sports fans. This is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is 
critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed property is lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes. I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No. It's super fast and easy. And I I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code HEAT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code HEAT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code HEAT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HEAT. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra. Extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code READY for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code READY for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code READY for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Moments like hearing my cat purr good morning mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrand's Palbacyclib. Ibrand's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrand's and visit Ibrand's.com. Ibrand's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrand's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Second hour begins here on the Three Tailgaters Show on this Saturday morning. So glad you're with us as we march on. Of course, Sean Payton's not going to coach the New Orleans Saints anymore. That's been put to rest. All the flirtation, all the thoughts, the stories, everything that was out there was put to rest yesterday. And making Luma stating that Dennis Allen would be back. And as we said all along, Dennis Allen will now have a chance to shape this team in his image. Because as much as he was loyal to Coach Payton and vice versa, and Coach Payton endorsed him for the job, Dennis Allen Ed has to put his stamp on this team to make himself and distinguish himself as a successful NFL head coach because he hasn't done that yet. This is his chance to do so. All right. Not hearing it there, but anyway, bottom line is. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. No, look, I, I, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, anyone who thought that uh, that the Saints were going to move on from Dennis Allen, I just I just didn't agree with that. I didn't think it was going to happen, and I think that they understand what's going on right now. And look, you can talk about all the different needs they have. Um, I think one of the things that's played out this year is that I think they have a pretty good young nucleus moving forward. I think their draft this year could turn out to be very, very well, very good. Um, you know, when you look at, at Olave and and Penning, I think, you know, even though Penning had two injuries, I think he's a guy that is uh, could be a very good player on their offensive line. He definitely fills a need. I think Alante Taylor is a guy who, who, who has, has shown a lot as a, as a rookie. And... Um, you know, and and I, I and look, they they hit it on a couple of free agents, Juwan Johnson and and uh, Rashid Shahid have been very good for them. So you know, I don't think it's a it's a it's a desperate situation at all. If if they get the quarterback situation fixed, then they could potentially have a pretty good team next year. Um, but again. You know, I, I think the one thing that could really expedite that is a lot of compensation for Sean Payton. But I don't see a job right now, as we've said, that's on the market that appeals to him. Again, that could change this weekend. It could. And I fully expect it would. Look, I mean, he, the option is obvious. If he doesn't see the opportunity he's really interested in this year, he doesn't have to go back to coaching. He could stay in the network analyst role, make money, and wait another year. I mean, that's still out there, and I think that's not out of the question. The one thing that will be strange, regardless, because I think we all agree Sean Payton's going to coach in the NFL again, mm-hmm. is going to be watching him mm-hmm. in another color with mm-hmm. another team and mm-hmm. perhaps at some point mm-hmm. on the opposite sideline of the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, those that that's part of uh, that's part of change. Change is a constant. Um, you know what happens? What happens if 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 Sean Payton stays out of coaching next year, and the Saints have a bad year? Mm-hmm. That's always a possibility too. Well, that, you know, you stole my thunder. <laughs> we did not discuss this, but that was going to be my transition. Okay, exactly, mm-hmm. it was going to be my transition because we got an email question in here uh, from Bobby on the North Shore, and say we're on the North Shore that that asked that very question about do you think it's there's a chance he'd come back to New Orleans after this coming season? And second part of that, he says, do you think he would have come back if the Saints offered him? Well. The second part, yeah, I think that if they have another bad season and he hasn't taken another job, would it be possible? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first part, mm-hmm. I said all along, I thought the only way he'd come back is if he reached out to the Saints and told them that he wanted to come back. And I didn't think that was going to happen because he wanted to keep his options open regardless and mm-hmm. to see what was out there. No guarantee the Saints were said, yeah, come on back. But look, mm-hmm. if Sean Payton called Mickey Loomis or called Gail Benson and said, I'm good, I'm ready, I'm refreshed, I want to come back. You'd have a hard time saying no to that based upon mm-hmm. what he had done, uh, how much you liked him. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, let's not forget, you know, in, in the midst of Bounty Gate, when Roger Goodell clearly wanted the Saints to fire Sean Payton, Tom Benson gave him an extension and made him the highest paid NFL coach in the league, which told you how they felt about him. We all know how close Mickey Loomis is to him and that Gail Benson is very fond of him too. Mm-hmm. And of course, he brought you unparalleled success that has never been approached by anyone in the history of the franchise. So I think that's the only way. So that, that's my answer to the, the two-part question. And Yeah, I, I, you know, I think, um, again, I think we'll know a lot more after, after this week. If the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers win their playoff games, then I think the chances of Sean Payton coaching next year go down. If 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 Dallas is is whipped on Monday night against Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. you know where that's going. Yeah, I mean you know where that's going. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's going to be all kinds of pressure on the Cowboys. Oh yeah. To go out to go out and get Sean Payton. I can hear Michael Irvin and his big mouth right now, and. And there's going to be all kinds of pressure on the Cowboys to go out and get Sean Payton. Sean Payton is available, and you're not going to get him. I can hear it right now. Oh, I'm with you. In, in the next segment, by the way, we're going to go over the NFL playoff games and, uh, and extensively and make our picks, too, just to give you a heads up on that, too, because we're planning on doing that. Sticking with the Saints theme, Ed, where Dennis Allen is right now, as I've said all along, he stays – for another season, he gets a chance to coach a team that's more his in terms of personnel, that's more his in terms of coaching because there are sure to be changes on this staff. I think we all agree to that. And mm-hmm. the preponderance of those changes will be on offense. Now, the only caveat to that is if Sean Payton gets a job mm-hmm. this year, you can expect he's going to tap into one or two coaches here to go with him. Yeah, I think I think Pete Carmichael would be a – a, a prime candidate to go with Peyton wherever he went. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you know, maybe maybe the Saints do need a new voice as their offensive coordinator. But let me ask you something: When the Saints were having all this success, 
offensively from 2016 to 2020. Did anybody know who Pete Carmichael really was? Other than the people who were very connected to what was going on with the organization, how many people really knew who Pete Carmichael was? Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden he's a bad coach. Yeah, he went and, from being a major asset yeah, to being a big, yeah, right. a big he's negative. A, yeah, he's a big negative. And I, mm -hmm. I don't I personally do not understand that. All right. But but everyone thinks that that he's the problem. Okay. And the only thing I would tell you is is that let's look at their situation. For much of the season they worked with a patchwork offensive line. True? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh Eno Benjamin and David Johnson with two of their three running backs at the end of the season. Yeah, who are the who are they throwing to? Free agents, all right. So my point is, my point is, I think people who who think that he's that he's the problem, frankly, are misguided. I don't I don't think they know what they're talking about. That's my opinion. Now, will the Saints make a change? I don't know. All right, that's always a possibility. But to say that Pete Carmichael is, is all of a sudden the problem, and once he's gone, it's going to be fixed. I, I think it's just silly. Silly. Well, well, I think it's a stretch. I don't think he fared very well as a play caller this year. Screen passes disappeared. Passes to Alvin Kamara disappeared, even with Andy Dalton. The use of Taysom Hill was peculiar. In some games, he was virtually invisible, which didn't make any sense at all. So mm -hmm. I do think, as a play caller, he left... Mm -hmm. He left something, if not more than something, to be desired. Does that mean he's a bad mm -hmm. coordinator? Well, not necessarily. Th well, he didn't Kenny have Gill all the weapons at hand. But on the other hand, yeah. he is Sean Payton's guy for all those years. So he would be right. the, the most obvious candidate to move on. The biggest mistake I thought he made all year was the third and one call against Tampa. Yeah, it was a terrible call. Okay, that's the one that I have mm -hmm. a problem with. But overall, overall... Uh, no, he did not run as many screen passes as 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 in previous years. But, you know, overall, I think that, again, you're looking at a situation where if someone else was calling the plays, how much better would they have been? And I think the answer to that is negligible. Don't know it, quite possible, but I do agree with your assessment your initial point, which was he, he all of a sudden went from being an asset to being a big negative. I don't think that's accurate. I think, you know, he is what he is. Now, he didn't have Sean Payton here. And Sean Payton, as I said over and over and over again on this show at CrescentCitySports.com and every other show I appear on all over the place, Sean Payton was the strength of the organization. I, I, that's my belief and my observation based upon what I saw. And that's not a knock. On any of his coaches, that's not a knock on Mickey Loomis. That's not a knock on Jeff Ireland. That's not a knock on Dennis Lusher or anybody affiliated with the franchise. It's just that Peyton was a very high-level coach in terms of scheme, in terms of confidence mm -hmm. uh, that he exuded, mm -hmm. in terms of control, how he ran his franchise, everything mm -hmm. that, that went along with it, he was a major strength. There's a reason that all these teams are interested in him now. And... It's not just because he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl in a city that, you know, hadn't done anything. I hadn't even, you know, it, it, it had, you know, basically done nothing over the course of its history. They won a playoff game mm -hmm. under Jim Hazlitt, and that was pretty much the extent of it. So he did that, but more than that, he brought, 
consistent excellence uh, to mm-hmm. a franchise, confidence to a franchise, you know, belief that you're going to win all the time, and kept it going. Did they have some lean years? Yeah, what? 2007, 2008 were lean mm-hmm. years. 2014, 2015, and even 16 were a bit mm-hmm. lean too. But he always found his way back and mm-hmm. was given the keys to the kingdom to do so. So mm-hmm. I think it's more that than anything. Look, you had an elite coach. I, I'm, not, I'm, not knocking, I'm not knocking Sean Payton at all. I think Sean Payton's a tremendous coach. His resume proves that. Yep. I, don't, I don't have any problem with anyone who says that Sean Payton is a tremendous coach because I think that's just an, an observation that is backed up by fact. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you something. In 2021, did Sean Payton make the playoffs? No. No. Okay. All they, right. They so won. my point is, my point is, my point is, Tom Brady, Tom Brady leaves New England, goes to Tampa. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Tampa is New England, and New England's Tampa. Right. All right. They they are they 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 switch positions in the NFL part pecking order. Tampa Bay's elite, New England's average to below average. Agree? All yes, right? I agree. Yeah. All right. So my point is, my point is again, I'll go back. To the same thing again. A lot of people thought that uh, Zach Taylor, when he got the Bengals job, maybe he wasn't super qualified to get that job. All right? But you know what? Zach Taylor drafts Joe Burrow, and in Joe Burrow's second year, the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. All right? Joe Burrow called it exactly right this week, or last week, whenever someone asked him. "How, How open is Cincinnati's window? You know what he said? My entire career. Right. That, that's how long the window's open. Right. You, you got to look. I mean, I, I, it's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Look at the playoffs this week. You got, you, got, you got the top 10 passers in the NFL in yards this year. Nine of them in, are in the playoffs, and one Jared Goff should have been. If the, right. if, if the officials hadn't screwed up the Seattle Rams game on, on numerous calls. All right? The, the, then the, the Lions would have made the playoffs. So my point is, my point is, you know, the reason that one of the reasons why the Seahawks got into the playoffs this year is because Geno Smith had a career year in touchdown passes and in yards. Geno Smith had a had a had an unexpected, unexpectedly good year. Would you agree? He did, and they they didn't miss right. they didn't miss Russell Wilson as a result. They, they didn't miss Russell Wilson as a result. So my point is. My point is, have quarterback will travel in the NFL. Yes. You don't have one, you better be great at yes. every other spot. The days of a team winning with Trent Dilfer at quarterback, and nothing against Trent Dilfer, yeah. who is a solid NFL quarterback, yeah. but the days of a team winning a Super Bowl with that kind of setup where you're great everywhere else mm-hmm. and you're pretty good at that position right. are probably over. Right. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl, didn't win. Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl, didn't win. You know, so there are precedents for that matter. Colin Kaepernick, if you want to go back that far, depending on what you thought about his abilities. So you can get there with what you would call competent guys, but you need that elite guy, I think, to get over the top. I agree. But my last point about that is simple, and I've said this over and over again. Last Mm -hmm. time I checked, 
Sean Payton was 6-2 and two with Jameis Winston as a starter. Sean Payton was 7-2 and two with mm-hmm. Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. Sean Payton was 5-0 and oh mm-hmm. with Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater as a starting quarterback. Uh, Sean, but Payton also, was, Sean Payton uh, was 9-8 and eight last year, starting 56 players, the most in the NFL a year ago, including four quarterbacks right. no, and I, four kickers. So, I get, I get, I get all of elite, that. He's an elite I, coach regardless. I End get all of that. But if you yeah. but if you know, when you look at the kicking situation, mm-hmm. Maher was pretty good for the Saints. <laughs> yeah, okay? he was good this year, right. And he yeah. and he was good this year. My right. my and look, and I, I don't disagree with anything I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Right. But I think in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty and in twenty nineteen, when some of the things that you just talked about happened. The Saints had a better roster too. They did. There's no I doubt don't think about it. I agree. I don't think their roster right now is as good. Look, when yeah, you I take agree with Teron you. Armstead, oh. Ta- Teron Armstead, I agree. Marcus, Marcus Williams, Williams, yeah, and Gardner Johnson off their roster. Yes. All right. Their roster is not as good. No, it's not as good overall. I agree with you. I agree with you. And there's there's reasons for that. And Coach Payton was part of that with decision making. I get it. But a coach. Coach's job is to get the most out of his players. I mean, and I thought look, let's, he did that by let's, Yes, let's let's say let's say too. I mean, you know, when you look at the you look at the Saints, the Saints drafts. Some of mm-hmm. them between 2017 and this year's draft, which I think mm-hmm. is excellent. Okay, yeah. I think the 2022 draft is really good. It's gonna it's gonna turn out to be a very good draft. But in between there, yeah, they had some picks there that are like, yeah. wow. I mean, look yeah. right now, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not knocking Adam Troutman, but right yeah. now it's a fact that a free agent is outperforming him, Without a, a guy that, and it wasn't his fault that no. the Saints traded three or four picks to get him. No, but right now a free agent is outperforming yep. him at that position. Would well, you, you agree? Talk, yes, you can talk about Zach Bond if you'd like. You can talk about yeah. Peyton Turner if you'd like. I mean, look, I mean, there yes. you go. There's no doubt that that's true, okay? No doubt. Mm-hmm. Is Marcus Davenport going to be a saint next season? I doubt it. I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, I doubt it. So yeah. did they make I mean, mistakes? Look. Sure they made mistakes. And mm-hmm. has Von Bell played very well for Cincinnati? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, has Trey Hendrickson played very well for Cincinnati? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, has Chauncey Gardner-Johnson played well for Philadelphia? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Went healthy. Teron Armstead, they made I the hope, right decision. I hope, Armstead, they I made hope the right Sean, decision. Armstead was older. Yeah. Armstead was older. And he was hurt. was hurt this year. Right. And he was hurt this year. But I, I hope that Sean Payton is coaching next year. Me too. Right? It's good for the because Saints. It's good for the Saints <laughs> if he's coaching next year. Absolutely. I hope he's coaching next year. And look, right. again, I don't have any problem. I don't mm-hmm. have any problem with Sean Payton, uh, people calling him an excellent coach, because he is. Yeah, there's 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 no doubt about that. He's right. he's a he's a terrific coach. But you know what? I don't think it's any surprise that after one year of not having Drew Brees, he mm-hmm. thought that that was an opportune time to step away too. No doubt. Right? Look, I, All right. He, <laughs> no question and, about it. Okay. And believe me, and you know him as well as anybody, Kenny. Yes. He he's a very calculating individual. Sure he, he figures is. out he figures out everything. And again, that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew what was coming here. And, and what, what the season that Dennis Allen had this year, um, you know, to me is not a surprise. I no. picked the Saints to win nine games this year. I picked them I to did win not ten. Think, right, I did not think they would make the playoffs. I did not think they were a playoff team based on what I saw. Mm-hmm. All right? 
And, and I picked them to win nine games. I did not think they were going to make the playoffs. Now, they should have won Sunday. That, they would have, that would have been their eighth win. But they didn't, right. regardless. But I didn't think they were a playoff team. And, you know, they've got some really big decisions to make. But they can still, they can still if Peyton coaches next year, they can still have a very good draft to add to the one they that just had. Yep. they just had. Agreed. All right, good points. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. When we return, we'll get into the NFL playoffs. Wildcard weekend, a great weekend, and we'll talk about every game and what we think in our picks as we continue with more of the 3 Chill Gator Show. Ken and Ed here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at nashfm1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured in a crash and the insurance company is forcing you to play defense, it's easy to make the wrong move. Don't let them cost you a big win. Demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. It could be a game-changing decision. Supporting the Saints, fighting for Saints fans, that's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22135811. One search engine is used by 9 out of 10 consumers. Hint, the name begins with a G. And there are hundreds of things that go into being ranked highly by that engine. Your website, your business profile, even your social accounts. A couple of slip-ups and you find yourself on page 7. But at Cumulus Boost, we have the experts and resources to fix what's wrong and boost your findability. So you can rank higher than your competition. Get started today at CumulusBoost.com. C-U-M-U-L-U-S Boost.com. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, nashfm1061.com, 
and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. Well, it's NFL wildcard weekend, so here we go with all the games that are being played. First of all, today, it's a rematch, Seattle and San Francisco. And in Santa Clara, the weather is terrible, where it's a monsoon of sorts. Rain has been cascading down for hours. It figures to continue to be that way. How much of an impact is that going to have on the game? Seems to me that might help the home team even more. San Francisco swept the regular season series. They're a prohibitive favorite in the game. And and I like the, the 49ers. I know Brock Purdy's a third-string quarterback and a rookie, but they can run the football and they play defense. And if the elements are bad, that's only going to benefit them. I like the 49ers here. I do, Kenny. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at this whole schedule this weekend, and I think mm-hmm. there's two good games on it. All right, potentially three, but I think well, the two we'll talk best about games, them all. But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll talk about them all. I think the two best games are Giants, Vikings, and yeah. Bucks, Cowboys. All right. So your thoughts on the 49ers in Seattle? Um, you know, I like the the line on the game is nine and a half. Yes. In the weather, that might be tough to cut to cover, but um, I I do like San Francisco in the game. I, I think they'll win in cover. I really do, and. I'm I'm going with them, and I just think that they're built right, and they do have a chance to win the NFC even with a third-string quarterback because they're built so well in every other area of that football team. Kittle has been, you know, if not the best tight end, uh, certainly second to the young man in Kansas City, Kelsey, who's so good. And then, of course, you know, their receivers are good when healthy. McCaffrey's been a big boost otherwise, and their defense can run, and they tackle. So... Really like the 49ers there. Intriguing game, the Chargers at Jacksonville. This is a close game in terms of the point spread, and it's an interesting game in terms of the comparison between the two teams. What say you? Um, yeah, I mean, the Chargers are favored in the game, mm-hmm. which, is, which, is a, which is weird. Um, you know, I, 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 like, uh, I like Jacksonville with the points in that game for sure. I like Jacksonville to cover, and I like them to win the game. And I know people are saying, look, the Jaguars aren't very good in the secondary, and I agree. They're not, that's not a strong point for them. But here's an interesting stat. Jacksonville won eight games as an underdog this year. Eight games. They have a Super Bowl-winning coach who was available, by the way, last year. He's done a phenomenal job there. If you don't think coaches make a difference, just look at the Jaguars, which were looked at as a terrible team and a dysfunctional organization. In one year's time, they're a division champion. They had a winning record. Not bad. Their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, has the ability to make all the throws. He's starting to show why people felt he was that guy coming out of college. Is he in the top tier yet? No. Has he advanced? Yes. Can he be a top-tier guy? Definitely. Can he make all the throws? Absolutely. Uh, is this a team that has any playoff experience? No. But at the same time, the Chargers are not you know, all that either in that regard, and they have injury problems at wide receiver. So, and oh, let me add to that, that's a long cross-country trip going from L.A. to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the Jaguars in this game. Mm-hmm. Well, I can understand. I certainly like them with the points. Um, I, like I said, I, 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 I get it. I get it. And you know what? Uh, they've been a hot team down the stretch. They lost five in a row early mm-hmm. in the year. 
they've won five in a row at the end of the year. And yeah. they've really come out of nowhere. And and to me, it's curious. I think we'll see a lot of, you know, how important a strong finish is. Does it carry over into the playoffs or not? Right. Because as I – and I know we haven't gotten to that game yet, but I mentioned Giants-Vikings. Getting since November, yep. Yeah, since, since November 13th, the Giants have two wins. That's over Washington and mm-hmm. Indianapolis. All so right, they've been get- a cold team. You know? We're going to get there. We're going to get there in a minute. Yeah. So, because the first game up Sunday is Miami at Buffalo, another divisional rematch. They split the two regular season games. In game two, the Dolphins had a great chance to win at Buffalo. They played them great and lost, but that was with Tua Tagovailoa. They won't have him, and they won't have Bridgewater either. Skylar Thompson's going to get the start, and Buffalo as if they needed any additional motivation with the talent on hand uh, based on what happened to DeMar Hamlin. I think that's a that's a team on a mission now. I certainly like the Bills to win this game, and I do like them to cover the spread. It's 13, and there's yeah. a reason why. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're talking there's... about an elite, uh, a totally elite player against a third-string guy. Mm. You know, and the third-string guy, they couldn't do anything Miami offensively last week. They just toughed it out defensively and won a game to get in, to their mm-hmm. credit. But I, I certainly like Buffalo. And as I mentioned, it, I think the additional motivation is there for the Bills as well. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. No. Um, I don't think they're a, you know, defensively, I don't know how good they've been this year. Yeah, but, they're, they're not all that good. Right. They're not all that good. But, I mean, against that quarterback, I think you've got to say that they're, they're going to be good enough. Moving on to the game you were just referencing, the Giants at Minnesota. This is a weird game. (laughs) Of all the games, this is the one I'm having the most trouble with. We all know what happened in the regular season at Minnesota, 61-yard field goal to end the game, to win it by three for the Vikings. We all know the Vikings' record, uh, which is one of the strangest records ever with all the wins they have, was compiled despite the fact that they were outscored by their opponents this season. Just really, really weird. Uh, We all know that the Giants are capable. Daniel Jones has emerged as a good quarterback. Saquon Mm -hmm. Barkley's back, and he's good. Mm -hmm. And the Giants rested players last week. They didn't eat the cheese, as Sean Payton liked to say. They rested players to get ready. Because I want to say something about that, too. When we get into the Dallas game, I want to make a point about that as well. But this is weird because I want to pick the Giants. I think think they can beat them and, and might very well beat the Vikings. But... Minnesota's at home. They've got the offensive talent. The Vikings are not good on defense. They're not. And they've been fortunate on many occasions this year. But are the Giants good enough to go there and do this, considering what you just pointed out about how they haven't played so well in the last month and a half? Well, the one thing that tells me that this is going to be um, a really good game is that Minnesota has had an inordinate amount of luck in one-score games this year. They have inordinate amount of luck in one score games so um you know uh, i don't know i think it's a hard game to pick it is i, really I think do. it's the hardest one i i think this is the hardest one of all it really is and there's two trends of thought the vikings are going to come out and and play crazy because they're tired of the criticism about how they were lucky or the giants are going to come out and prove that the vikings were lucky the first time and that they're better than they've played. Now, I think the Giants coach has done an excellent job, 
and the Giants, as I mentioned last week, I think they took the correct approach by not playing their guys. I think that was the right approach as compared to what I'll say about Dallas coming up. So if I had to make a pick and pinch me, I'll take the Giants and the points. That's yep. that's it. But this is yeah. the hardest game for sure in my estimation. So that that's where I'm going with this. All right, so then you got another division rematch, Baltimore and Cincinnati. It looks like Huntley's going to be the quarterback for Baltimore. So they go from third string to second string, no Jackson. Uh, they played last week. A very, very difficult task to play a team again, second straight week. And everybody's on the Bengals, and I get it, and we all want to see the Bengals be successful for obvious reasons, but their offensive line's chopped up again. And Awuzie's out for the year, the best corner. So they're not exactly at full strength, and they don't run the ball at all. They just don't run it well. It's all on Joe Burrow and those outstanding receivers. Now, the Bengals are at home, so I'm going to pick them to win the game, but I think I think it's going to be close. I think the Ravens cover, and I think the Bengals get out of this with a win in tough shape. Thoughts? Yeah, well, I don't know how good – I don't think they have as good a team as they had last year, Cincinnati. I don't think they're as good a team. But, again, they have, they're good at the most important position on the field. Well, that goes without saying. But, you know, my points, they – they did what they could to fix that offensive line. A little bit of it worked out, and a little bit of it did not. And the left tackle, Collins, got hurt. So, you know, that's the most important spot, right, the blind side. And we all know the hits that Burrow's taken. And Burrow, self-admittedly, did not play well last week against Baltimore and apologized to his teammates for it. But a lot of that has to do with Baltimore's defense and Roquan Smith being there, who's really good. And they know the Bengals better than anybody. And there's, they don't like each other at all. Bengals accused the Ravens of some dirty play last week. Uh, you know, and they, they're motivated. The, you know, and the Bengals are motivated by that too. So I just think it's a war. It's a division battle. And I think it's a little closer uh, than people think. But I do pick Cincinnati to win. Which brings us to the final game. Dallas at Tampa Bay Monday night. To my point that I made earlier. Dallas played their guys last week. And they looked terrible. And, and I think that you can say anything you want about the mindset. But if you're Dak Prescott and if you're some of the other players on the field in that game and you know what's coming up and you know that this game last week doesn't mean anything, are you all in last week? You can say you are physically, but I'll bet mentally you're not. And if you're not all in, well, guess what's going to happen? What happened last week against Washington. So I don't think that was the right approach uh, by Dallas in that game last week to play guys and to be half in, so to speak. That's just my opinion. So now they go to Tampa Bay. Buccaneers' offensive line is a mess, but their defense is nails. They're healthier, and they're nails when they're healthy. We know that. And they still have pretty good receivers and playoff Lenny, and they've got Tom Brady. And if Brady uh, can play, Brady's done it in stretches. In stretches, he's looked like Tom Brady. In other stretches, he has not at all. And you wonder how much of that has to do with the injuries they've had. Games at Tampa Bay, though, in a different surface. And, look, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers to win the game, Ed. Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys, has he? 7-0. and There you go. So The, the, the legend continues. Your thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts are the Saints should be playing in that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what my thoughts are. We should be at the Superdome on Monday night. 
but uh, you know, look, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past the Bucks. I, I I think the Cowboys are very shaky. Well, they haven't been the same team in the second half. You know, Prescott. A lot has been made of the interceptions. What seven straight weeks now? You know, but also the other thing to look at is that. People have found a way to neutralize Parsons. He's only had a sack and a half in the last six or seven games. And Diggs is good, but beyond that, the Cowboys' defense isn't that good. And I think you've seen that. I mean, you saw what you saw what Gardner Minshew and the Eagles did against that defense, even though Philadelphia lost the game. And then the following week, what did Gardner Minshew and that offense do against the New Orleans Saints at home? I think that's pretty telling, don't you mm-hmm. feel? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Look, I, I think uh, I, I think it's a um, you know I, I I like I said I think there's I think there's two games this weekend that I'm that I'm keenly interested in and that's mm-hmm. Giants Vikings and Dallas Tampa Bay, which by the way we'll have on WGNO and ABC for those um, who don't have access but but have access to network television. We'll have that game at seven o'clock on Monday night. Excellent. So those are our thoughts on Wild Card Weekend. It's always one of the fun weekends of the year to watch the first round of the playoffs. It's a shame the Saints aren't there for again second straight year. But, again, when you run out of bounds a yard behind the first down, as Mark Ingram did, and then you somehow try to throw a slant pass to a receiver who never figures in your offense in Callaway, then again, and then your defense, which is great for three and a half quarters, can't stop anybody. That's what happens. So, And that's how you end up with Tampa Bay being in a playoff game at home with a losing record, no less. 504-260-1061 is the number to call. We'll take a time out here. When we return, the Pelicans, another good win last night for New Orleans. They just keep doing it despite the issues they have. We'll talk about that as we continue with all access for the Three Tailgaters show here on a Saturday morning on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at nashfm1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hey, sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. 
Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Dad, I don't feel good. I'll grab the Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. Isn't Dayquil just for parents? Actually, Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honey-licious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Dayquil Kids Honey first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. The kids' honey-licious daytime coughing congestion stuffy head stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6 plus. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino telling you about our new special promotion going on here. Now, when you play any of your favorite slots or tables any Friday or Saturday in the months of January, February, and March, you'll qualify to roll the fuzzy dice for a chance to win up to $10,000 in free slot play. And someone is going to win a 2022 Ford Escape on the last Saturday of each month. We're on the beach here in Hancock County. Silver Slipper Casino, we are proud to be your host on the coast. Have a good time at the Silver Slipper. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code READY for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code READY for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code READY for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Hello there, my name is Seychelles, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504 260 1061. 
Good win for the New Orleans Pelicans last night, 116 to 110 at Detroit. Did everything they needed to do to win the game. Every time the Pistons made a run on them, they had enough of an answer and made enough free throws down the stretch to get it done, although they shot just 70% from the free throw line. The big dog ate last night. Jonas Valanciunas in 30 minutes scored 33 points, had 16 rebounds, three assists. And anytime he gets a matchup with a little bit of a smaller player, you got that traditional post player that can take total advantage, and he can make an occasional three, which he did last night, and he was gigantic. Good night for Trey Murphy. What they need out of him, especially in the absence of players, 35 minutes, scored 19 points, made three of eight from three-point range. C.J. McCollum you know, had an ordinary night for him, 19 points, nine assists. He's been great of late. Solid last night, not great, but solid. Najee Marshall continues to step up, 17 points, six boards, four assists last night. For the Pelicans, who just got the job done. I mean, look, this is a this is a good team, and it's a tough team. Twenty six and seventeen, and playing without all these guys. Herb Jones still out. You know the whole Zion Williamson thing. What a week, week and a half now reevaluation. Brandon Ingram, who knows? And we keep getting questions about that. And I have no idea what's going on there. I really don't. Maybe you do, but I don't. I can't answer the question about a toe contusion. Can you? I, I can't, Kenny. I, I I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, he's playing. And they're, and they're not games. they're not forthcoming with any other information. I'm not criticizing. I'm just telling you that you know again, a toe contusion to miss 20 plus games, and and then no no sign of when he's going to come back. Man, I mean, it's just amazing to me because. When the Pelicans had Ingram and didn't have Williamson, they were still potent. When the Pelicans had Williamson and didn't have Ingram, they were still potent. But they've had to go without them for a long time now. And Denver's obviously really good, and Memphis is obviously really good. Those two teams are starting to separate a little bit in the West. I think the Pelicans are competitive otherwise and good. Keep an eye on Golden State. Curry's back on the floor, and you know they get enough guys healthy. You know They're going to make a run. Phoenix has regressed, obviously. The Clippers have Kawhi back, so they're a threat, but they haven't been consistent. And the Kings have been a big surprise, and they're a young team that's played well. Give them credit. You know, Dallas is all about Doncic. They live and die with him. Uh, I'm just looking at the rest of the West. Minnesota's been a little bit disappointing overall, but then Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt. So there's that uh, where they are concerned. So... You know, Portland is competitive, but not a threat. Utah, a bad matchup for the Pelicans, but they're not a real threat long-term. The Thunder are young, not ready for that yet. So I think New Orleans is a top-four team, but only if they can keep their players on the floor enough, Ed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, look, I think it's I think it's about trying to get guys um, get guys back and, and, and making a run and getting hot at the end of the season. Um you know, I thought Jose Alvarado was a was a big part of last night's victory too, and the one thing that I think you're seeing is is that the Pelicans have a lot of depth as a roster. Now, when it comes to push and shove in the playoffs, though, your big guys have got to step up and win games. And you know, this roster works right now, but but in the second second round of the playoffs, you need your guy. Well, I, look, I mean, guys are having to, to take on bigger roles. You mentioned Alvarado. He had to play 30 minutes last night, and he shot the ball very poorly. He was 3 for 14. 14 shots is too many shots. 
or Jose Alvarado. No. That's not his role. But, it, but other guys right. are having to step up because of right. the Right, but he made some big plays, got some steals, no, no, made he some got, good assists. He, he had yeah, four he, assists, he four guys. rebounds, four assists, yeah. four rebounds, two steals. They were a yep. minus with they were a minus when he was on the floor overall, but but he's an important player. Najee Marshall has really stepped up and he was the best last night. He was plus thirteen. He had seventeen points. The guy defends and he's suddenly become a little bit more of a scorer, but they've needed that. They've needed somebody to step up and score. And I mentioned Trey Murphy. He really needs to be that guy. Exactly what he did last night. That's what they need out of him. He scored nineteen points. And he was six of eleven, including three of eight from three point range. So he needs to be that guy. I think they'll get Herb Jones back soon, you know, within the week. Uh, but with regard to Williamson, probably at least two more weeks. With regard to Ingram, who knows? And I can't answer the question. And they go to Cleveland on Monday. Cleveland's an elite team. They're really good in the East, so the odds are stacked against the Pelicans. But let me say this. If they finish this five-game road trip two and three, considering the roster they had and who they played, that's pretty solid, Ed. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any problem with it, you know. And they can get home, and they can they can come back and and put a little streak together again. You know, um, there's just so much basketball to be played yet. I mean, it's January 13th. Yeah. Or or yesterday was was yesterday January 13th. Yesterday was January 13th. Yes, correct. You know what happened three years ago yesterday, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I know. Yeah. LSU beat Clemson. Seems I like, hear you, buddy. Seems like, seems like 20 years ago, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It really does. So, uh, no doubt about it. Look, uh, here's here's what's interesting. We're past we're past the halfway mark now. To me, that seems odd, right? I didn't think it was that far along, but the Pelicans have played 43 games. So, you've got a really good read as to who this team is. To be nine games over 500, with all their key players missing all those games tells you what this team is. They're good. And they have a chance to be very good. And the, the question is, do they have a chance to be a championship contender this year? My feeling about that is if they were totally healthy, I think the answer is yes. I think they'd have a chance to win the Western Conference. Uh, Denver's obviously really good. They got Murray back. Gordon's having a career year. Jokic is the two-time MVP. They got Michael Porter Jr. back. They're good. And Memphis is the deepest team. I mean, they're like the Pelicans. They got depth. They can run 10, 12 guys at you. And and they're all good. And Morant's elite. And De- Memphis defends like crazy. They really defend well. That is a good team. And then, as I said, Golden State. They're still the champions. And when they get everybody on the floor, they're really good. So those are the teams, in my mind, that you have to contend with in the West. Yep. And... Um... You know, um, it would be it would be gigantic to see the Pelicans in the finals. Oh man! It would, yeah, it would be it would be absolutely incredible. And if you want to, to know what a championship happen. you want to know what a championship team looks like, you saw the looks of it in Boston the other night. That is a really good basketball team, the Celtics, and they played without Marcus Smart. And oh, by the way, you know Jalen Brown, who was incredible against the Pelicans, got hurt and he didn't play. They had to play the second of a back-to-back the next night in Brooklyn, and they won. That's what a championship team looks like. Boston. They were in the final last year. They're really good this year. So that's our thoughts regarding the Pelicans and the NBA. Final thought when we return in just a moment here on the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. 
If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.com. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Ever wonder why your business doesn't show up on online search maps, but your competitors do? It's hundreds of things. Things that Cumulus Boost can identify and fix. And that's how we boost your findability. CumulusBoost.com. C-U-M-U-L-U-S Boost.com. You're listening to the Cumulus Fishing Game Report with Captain C.T. Williams. Fishing is fun, but safety is foremost. I'm Captain C.T. Williams with this week's Big Fish Report. I spend a lot of time finding great spots where you can catch fish, but you need to be able to get there and get home safely while being courteous to others. Louisiana has a lot of fishable water, so there are a lot of boats, and well, nationally, a, a higher percentage of boating accidents. So be safe and prepared on the water, have fun responsibly, and join me, Captain CT, for the Big Fish, our TV show, with hot spots, tackle tips, how-to recipes, and even safe practices while fishing. Every Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. on WVUE Fox 8 in New Orleans. Have a great weekend. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. And what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. (laughs) Ta-da! 
Hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're gonna get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. Last chance today. Call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. About a minute left, and Ed wanted to take this time to congratulate you on the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic last week. It was a blessing to be part of that uh, through CrescentCitySports.com, covering it all week, and, of course, doing all four championship games, and we got great response to it. And just a job well done, and, and congratulations, and fun to be part of it. Yeah, Kenny, I uh, appreciate that. There's a lot of people who work very hard on it. We're already working on next year, and... Uh, we love the tournament, and, and um, we're already looking forward to January 3 through the 6 next year because it's become a huge thing for us, and we, we love it, our entire staff, and we appreciate you guys uh, doing what you can to let people know about what we try to do. Well, it was a, it was a pleasure. It really was, and look forward to being back next year, God willing. So always... Good work. Ed, thank you. It's been a pleasure this morning as well. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Talk to you soon. All right. You got it. I want to thank Rudy Dixon, our producer, for a job well done. Thanks to our sponsors who make it happen and to all of our listeners as well.